This is Adam Hulse. Thanks for tuning into this episode of my podcast where I'm going to be continuing my NFL season preview. This is week two out of four for our NFL preview episodes. Last week we worked on an NFC only preview. We ran through all 16 teams, gave a little bit of an outlook for each team. We also gave you some over-under plays and our predicted division winners. So today we are going to be doing the same thing again, but this time for the AFC. And then next week, week three out of four, we are just going to be giving a general outlook on the season as a whole. We'll be giving you our way too early NFL playoff predictions, some individual award predictions, and then we'll move on to week four of the preview, where we'll be focused in on solely week one of the NFL regular season. So with that, let's dive into our AFC preview. We will start with the AFC West and the defending champion Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are, of course, led by their superstar quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, who just signed a record-breaking NFL deal uh, this offseason. Sometimes it's easy to forget how young Mahomes still is and how scary it is that he's still going to get better because even at this young age, he's already the best quarterback in football. And he is, of course, coming off of a Super Bowl championship and Super Bowl MVP last year. It was a wild ride through the playoffs for Mahomes and the Chiefs, all three of their games. They came from double-digit deficits to come back and win those games, most notably that game against the Texans, where they were down 24 points in the second quarter, and by halftime, they were already up 28-24. So yeah, a lot of adversity to overcome in the playoffs last year for the Chiefs. They did it. Mahomes put together all three of those comebacks for them to get their Super Bowl championship. So they will be the defending champions going into this season, and honestly, it looks like like they could be even better this year than they were last year with bringing everybody back who was on that team last year. I told you about the big contract that Mahomes signed. They also gave a good contract to their pass rusher on defense, Chris Jones. All of their speed at receivers is still there. They have a solid defense also bringing everybody back, including Tyron Matthew and Chris Jones. So this is a really good team that brought everybody back from last year. And the big addition is going to be their first round draft pick running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire out of LSU. This is a speedy running back which fits their style of play. He is a great receiving running back which will also definitely fit their style of play. To give a comparison, Andy Reid said that Clyde Edwards-Alaire reminds him a lot like Brian Westbrook who was of course Andy Reid's running back for all of those years over in Philadelphia. But he actually said Edwards-Alaire, his skill set might actually even be better than Westbrook. And Westbrook had a lot of productive years for those Eagle teams in this Andy Reid system. So if Andy Reid's right that he could even be better than that, that's a scary weapon to add to an already very scary team. Look, I could go on all day about all the things that there are to like about this Chiefs team. They are loaded. They're the defending champs. They are the favorites to win another championship as they should be. And that will bring us to our betting outlook for the Chiefs. Now, we could pick them to win this division, which I think they will definitely win this division. I don't see any real value there with the line being minus 420. That's way too steep of a price to lay for a division winner. But the value could be on them winning the AFC Conference, and that is at plus 300 so you can get three to one on your money for the Chiefs to win the AFC and we are definitely going to be taking that one also for the Chiefs their win total is at 11.5 that 
is a very high total in general, but for this Chiefs team, I actually think that's a little bit low. So another play we will be making on the Chiefs is over 11.5 wins on the season. So Chiefs to win the AFC Conference at 3-1 to plus 300, and then the Chiefs over 11.5 wins as well. Okay, so moving on from the Chiefs and moving on to another team from the AFC West that we actually really like this year, and that is the Denver Broncos. They will be led this year by a young quarterback of their own in Drew Locke. He was very raw last year, but definitely showed a lot of promise that he has the potential to turn into a pretty solid quarterback in this lead. And I really like what the Broncos have done to try to help him out and get him some weapons on the offensive side of the ball. They added Melvin Gordon at running back to add to an already pretty good Philip Lindsay in that backfield. They already have a young emerging star wide receiver in Cortland Sutton and decided to draft another wide receiver this year high in the first round in Jerry Judy out of Alabama. They also have a young tight end, Noah Fant, who looks promising to turn into a solid tight end in this passing game as well. So again, I do like what the Broncos organization has done for Drew Locke to surround him with some weapons and put him in the best case scenario to succeed. And then on defense, this team still really does have a good defensive unit led by, of course, Von Miller. They may not be as good as they were a couple years ago, but this is still a very good defensive unit, good pass rush, good on the back ends. So yeah, there's a lot of things to like about this Broncos team, and I think they could have a breakout season this year with all of those weapons, with the solid defense, as long as Drew Locke continues to pan out and continues to grow, continues to improve. I think this Broncos team can actually be a pretty good team this year, better than expected ahead of schedule, and actually have a chance to make the playoffs this year, in my opinion. So that's going to bring us to our next play, and that is on the Broncos, and we are going to be taking over seven and a half wins for the Broncos. They have to be at least 500 this year. I think that they can definitely do that. I see them as somewhere between eight to 10 wins. So we will be taking the Denver Broncos over seven and a half wins. Now let's move on to a team that I don't think so highly of, and that's our next team in the West, and that is the Las Vegas Raiders. They will be moving to Las Vegas this season to their new home. This is a team that some people seem to have some high hopes for, but me personally, I just don't see it. I don't like the way this team is constructed. I'm not a believer in their quarterback, in Derek Carr. It's hard to get behind a team if you can't get behind their quarterback, and that's kind of how I feel about this Raiders team. Look, they do have a really good young running back in Josh Jacobs. I think he's going to develop into a very good running back in this league. He already had a great year last year and should continue to improve on that. It's going to help their offense that they drafted Henry Ruggs in the first round of the draft, the super speedster. That should definitely stretch out the defense from their offensive perspective. But again, I'm not a believer in Derek Carr. I'm not a believer in the overall construction of this roster. And I'm just not a believer of this Raiders team in general. And that brings us to our final team in the West. And it's kind of an interesting team. And that's the Chargers. There's no more Phillip Rivers on this Chargers team. He left the Chargers to go to the Colts this year. So at quarterback, they will have Tyrod Taylor to start the season with the rookie they drafted, Justin. 
Justin Herbert as his backup that they could bring in at any time of the season if they choose to do so or wait till next year depending how things look for them as this year plays out. Tyrod isn't exactly a great quarterback but he's not a bad quarterback either. He's a guy that does not turn the ball over. He takes care of the football. He makes a lot of safe throws. You know Tyrod's the kind of guy that he usually doesn't go out there and win games for you but he's not giving them away and losing them for you either. There are some decent weapons on this offense. They no longer have Melvin Gordon, but breakout star from last season, Austin Eckler, will take the bulk of the carries out of that backfield. I think that's a benefit for them. He's a good runner and an even better receiver out of the backfields. They have the tight end, Hunter Henry, who, if he can stay healthy, shows a lot of promise to be a very good tight end in this league. And then one of the more underrated players in the NFL, Keenan Allen, is still their top wide receiver. He's one of the better wide receivers in this league, but he often gets overlooked, so that's a great weapon for any quarterback to have in Keenan Allen. And then when you look at this defense for the Chargers, this is a very, very good defensive unit. One of the best defenses in all of football. They have guys like Joey Bosa, who can definitely get after the quarterback and apply a lot of pressure. And then they have a very good secondary on the back end with guys like safety Derwin James. So again, this is one of the best defenses in the NFL, paired with an offense that definitely has some weapons while also kind of having a question mark situation at quarterback with a guy like Tyrod knowing eventually they'll go to Herbert whether it's at some point this year or next year so this is a tough team to predict for this season I could see them winning as low as six games and I could see them winning as many as maybe 10 or 11 games so interesting team to watch this year is the Chargers so that wraps up the AFC West and we will now move on to the AFC East and we'll start with the team who has won this division just about every year for the last 20 years and that is of course the New England Patriots. This is a very different looking Patriot team this year as opposed to past years and of course that starts with Tom Brady no longer being the quarterback of this team. He left this offseason to go join Bruce Arians in Tampa Bay. So new quarterback for the Patriots and that is Cam Newton. Cam Newton was an MVP a few years back but after the injuries, after the surgeries he just hasn't looked like the same guy these past few years apparently the Patriots see something in Cam they believe that he can make a resurgence and maybe get back to the guy that he used to be if they're right that could make this Patriot team a very good and scary team if Cam can look like his MVP self I don't really see it I think Cam has gotten beat up too much to this point and I think the Cam that we've seen this last few years struggling to stay healthy and struggling to get any consistency going is more the cam that we're going to see but I guess I shouldn't be questioning Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick always seems to make all the right calls, all the right decisions. If he believes Cam is the guy who's going to win him games this year and maybe moving forward, then maybe Cam is. But again, I just don't agree. I just don't think Cam is ever going to get back to the Cam that he used to be. In addition to that change at quarterback, the Patriots have a bunch of guys, the most of any team in football that will be sitting out this season because of the COVID-19 pandemic. So this is going to be a very different different looking Patriot team than what we're used to. I said before, they are the reigning AFC East champions for many, many years in a row now. With this new look team, with this new quarterback, 
they will try to continue their dominance but in my opinion their reign ended after last year so if it's not going to be the Patriots who win this division this season then who's it going to be and I think you have to look at the Buffalo Bills the Bills were a very good team last year they did make the playoffs they were ahead in that playoff game against the Texans but unfortunately for them they collapsed late and ended up losing that game but still a great season for Buffalo this offseason they improved their offense they made a trade to acquire Stefan Diggs the wide receiver from Minnesota so got a nice established wide receiver for Josh Allen to throw to you would expect Josh Allen to improve even more this season as he's done for his first couple of years in the league having a guy like Stefan Diggs will definitely help him do that that's kind of what the Bills were missing last year in my opinion was a number one wide receiver option who can stretch the field and who the defense has to pay attention to on every play so having a guy like that should definitely help Josh Allen moving forward and they also drafted another nice young running back to add to Devin Singletary in the backfield and that's Zach Moss they drafted this year who is a nice complement to Singletary they have very opposite styles so that should definitely help the Bills and give them another dimension to that offense and then when you look over on the defensive side in the ball this team was one of the best defenses in all of football last year I expect them to continue that this season and be one of the best defenses again, led by star cornerback Trey White, who is a top three cornerback in football. So again, the Bills, a playoff team last year. They improved this offseason, especially adding Diggs. Their young quarterback, Allen, should continue to get better. They have one of the best defenses in football. They're very well coached. There's a lot to like about this Bills team. I think this AFC East is theirs to win. It is by far the most vulnerable that the Patriots have looked in a very, very long time. And I think the Bills are going to take this division this year and we'll finally see a new champion in the AFC East. So we are going to make that play. We are taking the Bills to win the AFC East at plus 125. And again, we really like this Bills team. So we are also going to be playing over 8.5 wins on the Bills. We think that number has great value, expecting them to win the division, expecting them to get back to the playoffs. They just have to be better than 500. At least nine wins would win that bet. So Bills over eight and a half wins. Now let's move on to the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are still a rebuilding team. They were actually much better last season than anyone expected them to be. So they're coming along on the rebuild a little faster than expected. But with that being said, they're definitely not there yet. They do still have some work to do, even though they are trending in the right direction. The big move for the Dolphins this offseason was, of course, drafting their quarterback of the future, and that is Tua from Alabama. He is coming off of a surgery, so we're not sure when we will see Tua. It could be the beginning of this year. It could be later this year. It could be next year. We're not really sure when Tua will be out there, but he is going to be their quarterback of the future, and we will see him for this rebuilding team eventually. So now that brings us to our fourth and final team in the AFC East, and that is the New York Jets. Look, plain and simple, I think the Jets are an absolute disaster right now. I'm not a believer at all in their head coach, Adam Gase. I think he's a terrible head coach. But organizationally for the Jets, I just don't understand why they aren't doing more to try to help their young quarterback in Sam Darnold. This is year number three for Darnold, which for quarterbacks after being drafted, year three is many times the make or break year for the quarterback. And they just have not put 
put him in a good situation to succeed this season. I think they have the worst wide receiving core in all of football. They did draft Denzel Mims this year in the second round of the draft, but honestly, I don't think that's enough at all. Even with adding Mims to this receiving core, I still think that this is the worst wide receiving core in the entire NFL. At running back, they have a guy in Le'Veon Bell who's coming off of the worst season of his career. They added Frank Gore, who's very old and going to be very limited, even though at his age, he's still producing kind of impressively, but that's not going to do much for this offense in general. On the defensive side of the ball, they traded away their best player by far in Jamal Adams, trading him to the Seahawks this offseason. And then when you look at their pass rush, I just don't think they have much of a pass rush. Lucky for them, they do have Greg Williams, who's a very good defensive coordinator, very creative at finding ways to get after the quarterback. But a lot of that last year was centered around using Jamal Adams as the centerpiece, which he will not have at his disposal this year. So I think there's just holes everywhere for this Jets team. I do not like their outlook at all. I think they are a complete disaster going into this season. And unfortunately for young Sam Darnold, they have not done anything to try to put him in an ideal situation in his make it or break it third year of his career. I really don't have much positive to say about the Jets. And that is going to bring us to our next play. And we will definitely be taking the under on the Jets win total. And that's under 6.5 wins for the Jets. Okay, so that wraps up the AFC East. And we will now move to the AFC North. And let's start with the Baltimore Ravens. Look, the Baltimore Ravens have a stacked roster. On paper, this team is incredible. They're strong at just about every position in football, except maybe if they had one weakness, their wide receivers are a little on the weaker ends, even though they are a very run-heavy team. That's kind of just nitpicking, because again, on paper, this is a very stacked team. They have one of the best coaches in the NFL in John Harbaugh. But for me, when I look at this Ravens team, the big question mark is, Lamar Jackson. I know he had a great season last year. He was the MVP of the league. Everybody is very high on Lamar Jackson and his outlook moving forward, but I'm not fully bought in to Lamar Jackson. I'm not a complete believer in his game. Maintaining the style of play that he used last year to be so successful, I think it's very difficult to continue to play like that for an extended period of time. I think some defenses are going to catch up to him a bit. And look, I'm not saying that the Ravens are going to be a bad team this year. I'm not saying that Lamar is going to be bad this year, but I think he's going to take a little bit of a step back from his MVP season last year. And I'm just not as bought into the Ravens as everybody else is. Like, for example, they have the same odds to win the AFC at plus 300 as the Chiefs. And to me, it just shouldn't be that way. I think the Chiefs are a way better team than the Ravens are. The Ravens are good, but I think some people are much higher on them than I am this year. They are the huge favorites to win the AFC North, and they very well could win the AFC North, but I think the value play to win this division is going to be on our next team, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. We can get great value on our money for the Steelers to win the division. They're at plus 340 right now, so just under three and a half to one on your money, and we're going to take that shot on the Steelers to win the division this year. 
The Steelers just missed the playoffs last year. They also did not have their quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, all year. They were playing quarterback with guys like Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges, who it's debatable as to whether those guys should even be quarterbacks at all in the NFL. So getting Ben Roethlisberger back definitely will be an upgrade. Look, I know Ben Roethlisberger is much older. He's had some surgeries now, and I don't expect Big Ben to be great this year, but I think he will at least be better than Rudolph and Hodges were last year. So that is an upgrade at the quarterback position and obviously a very experienced guy as well for the Steelers. He still has Juju Smith-Schuster at wide receiver, a guy that he's very familiar with. And then in the backfield, guys like James Conner. So this could still be a decent offense. But when you think about the Steelers, it's all about the defense, right? If they're not the best defense in the NFL, they're close to it. Led by one of the better pass rushers in football in TJ Watt, the younger brother of JJ, of course, and the star defensive back that they traded for in Minka Fitzpatrick. This defense is very, very good. This defense is the reason why they almost made the playoffs last year, despite having a very poor offense and very bad quarterback play all season. So with all that being said, with Big Ben coming back, with that defense looking very, very good, we are going to take a shot at value and take the Steelers to win this division at plus 340. Now let's move on to the third team in this division, and that is the Cleveland Browns, led by their third-year quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Much like I said about Sam Darnold, this is going to be a make-or-break year for Baker Mayfield as well. He looked great in his rookie season, and then last year, his second year, he definitely had a down year. So Baker has a lot to prove this year, and honestly, he has no excuses. They have the weapons at the wide receiver position. They have a very good one-two punch at running back in Chubb and Hunt. They added another tight end in Austin Hooper. They improved their offensive line by adding a tackle in free agency as well as drafting one. So Baker Mayfield should have everything he needs on on offense it's on him now to show what he's got is he more the guy we saw in year one or is he more the guy we saw in year two we will find out this year but in my opinion I'm not a Baker Mayfield believer I think who he is is more what we saw last year in year two he has no excuses at all this year and I just don't believe in Baker Mayfield to get it done and because of that that's going to bring us to our next total play and we are going to be taking the Browns under eight and a half wins we don't think this team is better than a 500 team and in particular that is because I am not a believer in Baker Mayfield and I think that the Browns will have under 8.5 wins total this year. Okay so that brings us to our fourth and final team of the AFC North and that is the Cincinnati Bengals. This is a team that is rebuilding. They were the worst team in football last year which allowed them to draft their new quarterback in Joe Burrow. He has pretty good wide receivers to throw to. He has a good running back in Mixon so he does have some things to like about this offense. I just think this is a team that has a lot of work to do still. They're still rebuilding. They pretty much need a whole new defense. So while I expect them to still be bad this year, they did get their quarterback of the future, hopefully in Joe Burrow. So that will wrap up the AFC North, and we will move to our fourth and final division of the AFC, and that is the South. Look, I think the AFC South is the toughest division to predict this year. There are three teams in this division, the Titans, Colts, and 
Texans, who I think all have a legitimate chance to win this division, so it's very hard to pick a winner here. We will not be betting anything to win this division, but if I did have to pick, I would say the Colts will probably win this division. The Colts have a great head coach in Frank Wright. They are a very good team on paper. Their defense plays very solid football. On offense, they have one of the best offensive lines in the league and a good running game behind it. But in my opinion, the biggest problem with this team is their new quarterback that they brought in this year in Phillip Rivers. I'm not a Phillip Rivers believer at all. He's had some pretty good years in his career, even though he always seems to fall apart late in seasons or if he makes it to the playoffs, he falls apart then. I'm not a Rivers guy at all, especially now that he's much, much older. There are a lot of things to like about this Colts team, and I think that they would be a much bigger contender to make a run in the AFC this year if it wasn't for Phillip Rivers. That brings us to our next team in this division that I also do not believe in their quarterback, and that is the Tennessee Titans, the quarterback being Ryan Tannehill, of course. I think Tannehill is a decent quarterback, but not the kind of quarterback that's going to go out there and make deep playoff runs or anything like that. He did last year, but I think that was more of a fluke than anything. I think who Tannehill was last season was the best version of Tannehill that you'll ever see, and in my opinion, he will drop off this year. But then when you look at the rest of the team, there is a lot to like. They have that beast at running back, Derrick Henry. They have a young emerging star wide receiver in A.J. Brown. They play solid defense. They have a great coach in Mike Vrabel. So kind of similar to what I said about the Colts, I could kind of say about the Titans as well. I would like this team more to make more of a run in the AFC if it wasn't for their quarterback. Now let's move on to the Houston Texans where the Texans, I feel the opposite about them as the Titans and Colts. I love the quarterback on the Texans, Deshaun Watson. I think he is a top five at worst quarterback in the NFL. Me personally, I have him ranked number three behind Mahomes and Russell Wilson. So love the quarterback play for the Texans, but it's just the rest of the roster that I'm not a big believer in. They don't have much going for them in the running game. They traded away their best wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, leaving them with just Will Fuller, Kenny Stills, and Randall Cobb. That is a subpar group to begin with, paired with the fact that Will Fuller gets hurt every year and you're not sure how many games you're going to get out of him. There's just not enough weapons for Deshaun Watson, but he's so good that he makes it work. So despite having bad personnel on the offensive side of the ball, I think Watson will look good again, but probably not good enough to have this Texans get back to the playoffs again this year with getting rid of Hopkins and not really getting much else to help him on the offensive side. Paired with a defense that's mediocre at best. I just don't think the Texans have enough to make any kind of a run, which is really a shame because as I said, I think Deshaun Watson is the third best quarterback in football and given the right situation, he could be on a team that could definitely be threats to win a Super Bowl in any given season, just not with Bill O'Brien and this Texan team. So that brings us to our 16th and final team in the AFC, and that is the Jacksonville Jaguars. This team is just bad. They're an absolute mess right now. They're looking towards a complete rebuild of the whole team. They've traded away some of their better players. They're kind of stockpiling draft picks. This is going to be an ugly year for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They do have young Gardner Minshew at quarterback, who I definitely do not think is their quarterback of the future. The way I see this Jag season going, I think they are going to be the the worst team in the NFL. I think they are going to get the first overall draft pick, and I think they are going to be okay.
okay with that because that means they will have the ability to draft the phenom college quarterback at a Clemson, and that is, of course, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is one of the best quarterback prospects that we've ever seen. He's definitely the best quarterback prospect that we've seen since Andrew Luck coming out of college. Does not mean he's going to be a great quarterback, but all the tools are there for him. He is big. He's mobile. He has a great arm. He can make all the throws. There's nothing not to like about this kid. He's a winner. He has very few losses in his high school or his college career. Again, he's one of the highest graded quarterback prospects of all time. Definitely the highest since Andrew Luck when he came out of Stanford. So, though the Jaguars are going to be very bad this season, if they are bad enough to get the first overall pick, it's kind of a win for their future outlook because they're going to be getting a very special talent in Trevor Lawrence. Okay, so now that we've gone through all 16 teams in the AFC, let's just review our betting plays that we mentioned throughout the show. We currently have five win totals that we're playing, and that is the Chiefs over 11.5, the Broncos over 7.5, the Bills over 8.5, the Jets under 6.5, and the Browns under 8.5. And then we have two division winner plays, and that is the Bills to win the AFC. AFC East at plus 125 and the Steelers to win the AFC North at plus 340. We also added a play to win the conference and that is the Chiefs at plus 300 to win the AFC. So that's eight betting plays total for the AFC. So that is going to wrap up our second week out of four NFL previews. We've now completed the NFC and the AFC. Again, next week, week three, is going to be a overall season outlook, a way too early playoff prediction, and maybe some individual awards that we'll talk about as well. And then week four is just going to be a week one regular season NFL preview. So we hope you come back and join us for both of those episodes. In the meantime, you can follow us on both Twitter and Instagram. That's at Adam Hulse Sports. And until next time, this has been Adam Hulse. Thanks again for tuning in.